this week on The Wise Guys. That I can't be effective and fight for my peoples the way in, 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 at 100% because of who I, who I decided to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think that I... And this comes from me. Maybe certain people can't. Mm-hmm. Maybe certain people literally... And because I've seen it, mm-hmm. have to be a certain way here, and they have to change their way here. Do you ever have to change? I don't have situation? to do that. I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That might be what works for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I I don't have to. I listen to all everything I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. I've always we have these. I had these conversations at home, mm-hmm. right? If I wasn't able to be pro black at home, mm-hmm. I could not be with this woman, mm-hmm. white, black, or nothing. Mm-hmm. I had a grandmother at home, right? Mm-hmm. I had the, 2014, I had to live with my grandmother. She's black from Alabama, as black as they come. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Unglad, and you are now tuning in to the Wise Guys Podcast, brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Check it out. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? This is your boy, Kevin Unglad, and we are back. We are back for another week of the Wise Guys Podcast. Uh, unfortunately, for um, another week, Mark is not here today, but nonetheless, it's going to be a great, 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 great show, alright? Uh, wise community, today's episode, episode 20, is a case of black and white. Again, episode 20 is a case of black and white, alright? Man, so, as you all may remember, uh, back uh, in episode 16... I had two good friends of mine, uh, two uh, great, beautiful souls, uh, two great, wholesome young men uh, by the name of Vitelli Chapman. All right. Shout out to Vitelli and also Carl Desir, uh, you know, two co-workers of mine at a new nonprofit that I work at. Uh, they came on the show and, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, you know, lost boys and, you know, how young black men of color kind of get off, you know, kind of or can get off track, you know, before or by the time they reach adolescence. You know, and uh, man, uh, we were supposed to originally have this person, this uh, fellow brother right here, uh, who I have on the show today as a guest. But, you know, unfortunately to, you know, some uh, personal uh, complications, he had to, you know, um, run and, you know, get some things done. But I'm so, so, so happy to have him on the podcast today. Uh, Before I, you know, initially bring him on and introduce him, I just want to say this, Wise Community, like, when you look out into the community and you see that, you know, there are other brothers such as yourself who are setting the pace, setting the example of, you know, being great men, being wholesome, being respectful, um, you know, taking care of their kids, their family, you know, um, just strong in general, you know, that truly, uh, you know, it truly does something to you. And I, I know he'll remember this. The first time I met this guy at orientation at my, at my, at my job. Uh, I went into the restroom or whatnot and, you know, we both were using the restroom and as I was leaving, I was, you know, right behind him, I was going to wash my hands. I saw this guy take out tissue and then literally just wipe the surface of the sink and I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's something my mom would do. I was like, I can't believe that he actually did this. So, um, honestly, from there, I already knew that once I got a chance to chop it up with him and talk to him, that I already knew like this has to be a great brother. Um, not to mention, you know, uh, you know, he's, you know, he has dashing good looks as well, and you know, he carries himself well put together. So, ladies and gents of the Wise Community, I do not want to waste any more time. I want to get this man right onto the show as we speak. All right, so I'd like to bring on 
our guest for today, my brother, my man, Curtis Sincere. Curtis, welcome <laughs> on to the Wise Guys right, Podcast. All right. It was great meeting you. Excuse me. It was a pleasure meeting you as when we did. It's been great to be on your show. Uh-huh. I look forward to this great conversation because we do have some great conversations already. Yeah. So this is going to be powerful, man. I'm, I'm privileged to be here and I'm, I'm great that you allowed me to come here and Express some of my thoughts and opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, on the behalf of Mark, who's not here today, Mark and I are very, very happy to have you. Shout out to Mark. Shout yeah, out to yeah. Mark. Shout out to my boy Can't Mark. Can't wait to int- introduce myself to him oh, as well. Oh, man. He'll, he'll be up here in Hartford soon, <laughs> for right, sure, without right. question. Um, man, so lots to talk about, my man. Yes, sir. First thing foremost, Wise Community, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're currently recording on a Saturday right now. I'm in my jammy jams. Uh, <laughs> Kurt came straight from home to kind of get this thing rolling, and he was very, very nice uh, to bring coffee. He said yesterday, he said, yo, I'm going to bring coffee. I was like, nah, man, I'm good. He was like, yo, Kev, yo, I'm going to bring coffee. What kind of flavor do you like? I was like, nah, man, but I appreciate the gesture, man. Yes, sir. It's very helpful and nice picking me up for the morning. Thank you, man. No you problem. I just, I just wanted to show love and respect and I like to serve, man, and this is like my way of serving. You know, great men serve people, so this is my way of saying thank you and and trying to show, you know, we all can serve each other, man. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Man, uh, so many things to talk about, um, so many things to cover, uh, and uh, I can get started in all different types of ways, but the first thing we like to do, Kurt, when we bring our guests onto the show Mm -hmm. is that we ask them... Or, you know, we request that they provide a 30-second elevator pitch synopsis about who they are and what do they do. So could you please inform the WASC community who you are and what do you do? Yes, sir. So my name is Curtis Sincere. I was uh, born in Hartford, Connecticut. I'm actually, I look at myself as I'm just a man going through the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in the human services field for 16 years, Mm -hmm. um, just trying to give back to the community. Um, I, I come from a broken home and went through a lot living in Hartford growing up. And so my, my thing since I've been out of college is to try to give back and try to find my, myself at the same time. And um, so that's what I've been doing the last few years, um, is trying to give back to the community. I've been blessed to actually, you know, have a family and uh, have some kids recently. And yeah. and so that's really what I, what I am about. I'm trying to give back to the community at the same time, find myself. You know, I'm a father first. You know, I got two beautiful new kids at home. And I, I also got a, a 13-year-old beautiful daughter I'm taking care of and two stepkids. So... That's what I am. I'm, I'm a man of God, trying to be better, and uh, that's what that's that's why I am in a nutshell, man. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Again, we're so thankful and fortunate to have you onto the show today. I am as well. Um, for this. sure, for sure. So, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get right into it. All man. right. Let's get right into. Let's get right let's into. Go, uh, let's go. Uh, as our boy um, Vitelli would say, let's get right into the shenanigans. Let's go. <laughs> he does like that word. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> All right, man. Shout out to Vitelli. Shout out to V. Can't wait to have you back on, brother. Yes, sir. Um, So the first segment today, uh, Curtis, and as well as Wise Community, is um, called A Case of Injustice. All right? Mm -hmm. Um, A Case of Injustice. All right? So before I read the question, I would just like to say, man, um, Just Mercy. Powerful film. (sighs) That was powerful, a powerful yeah. film. Yes, uh, wise was. community. Uh, the reason why we're bringing up just mercy is because you know um, Kelly, uh, not, not Kelly, but shout out to Kelly too. <laughs> but Kurt and I, Kurt and I work at this uh, nonprofit. You know, shout out to them for hiring us and bringing us on board. And, Big you know, shout out we've to been them. Really, really tight um, as we've been kind of getting to know each other. You mm-hmm. know, over the past few weeks and whatnot. Uh, and so they sent us to go see Just Mercy recently, and wow, such a powerful film. And um, I'm wondering too, brother, did you ever get a chance to see When They See Us on Netflix about the Central Part 5? I did not get to see that movie, actually. 
I heard about it and I saw some great reviews about it, but I did not get to see that movie. Okay, cool. So, and I remember we had a conversation recently and you were saying to me that um, you don't really get a chance to go out to the movies much. Right, yeah, So, yeah. But it's cool though. So I'm just going to throw a couple of films at you and a couple of reference points before I read this first question. Okay, got it. So Just Mercy is one. Yeah. All right. And then you have When They See Us. All right. Yeah. So you have Just Mercy. You have When They See Us. Uh, let's see what else here. Um... There's another film, I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, called Detroit. A film called Detroit. No, I don't think I've heard of that one. Okay, yeah, Detroit as well. Okay. Uh, And you've heard of the book called To Kill a Mockingbird. Yep. Okay. Um, Have you ever heard of this uh, book? It's a book, actually. Um, And it's also, uh, it's been made into a film called Native Son. Yes, I have. So Native Son. And then... um, so Native Son, okay. and then there's also Big Boy Leaves Home. That's a short story. Big Boy Leaves Home? Big Boy Leaves Home. Check that out as well. I will do. Big Boy Leaves Home. So all of this, like the reason why I name all these films and these stories, Kurt, is because they all have one thing in common, right? Yep. Which is racial injustice Got it. in some form or fashion, right? Yep. And even though you haven't seen or read a lot of these pieces, the fact that you saw Just Mercy, you know where I'm going with Yes. This. Okay, so the first question I wanted to read to you, and we could talk about the movie. We can go however you want to go, with okay. this, if that's okay with you. The first question I wanted to ask you is, um, or bring up to the, um, you know, to the conversation today is, were and are black boys and men painted as predators in today's society? I'm sorry, say that first part again. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So were, as uh-huh. I'm referring to the past okay. and currently, so were and are black boys... Mm-hmm. And men still painted, or are, or are they painted as predators in today's American society? So, maybe not as today as predators anymore. I think we were, mm-hmm. for maybe until maybe about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think now, what is maybe not as much as predators, but I think they do look at us still as criminals. Mm. You know, So, we might not be looked into their eyes as predators because I think that they've been, they've been forced to kind of be a little bit more sensitive to who we are and, mm-hmm. and, and, and understand that and at the same time be accountable to who they are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's they have to look at us different. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to. And I think they do, but they still don't have the best light on us. They still have that, you know, it's it's woven into their fabric, but they still do look at us as criminals, I believe. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. With Just Mercy, I, I, I forget. Do you remember uh, the name of Jamie Foxx's character? Um, I, I forget his name. Uh, hopefully, oh, Johnny, Johnny D. Johnny D. Johnny, Johnny D. D. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you Johnny got it, Johnny D. D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McMillan, I believe. It was. Johnny D. McMillan. I yeah, believe. Johnny McMillan. D. McMillan. Yeah, 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 McMillan. McMillan. Yep, yeah. Johnny D. Johnny D. McMillan. And the movie was so powerful, man. I, I couldn't believe that this man was simply doing his job right. It, it seemed to me as if he was a lumberjack, no? Um, you know, because he was chopping yeah, off the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's what he was. He was, yeah. And that's then, like his own little personal business he had. Right, 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 right. And then he was heading home, and then they stopped him. Right, they stopped him. Um, and the sergeant, you know, pretty much told him to get out the car and all this other stuff. And you know, he he got out the car, but he didn't he didn't know what he did. You know, right, right. and it seemed, I mean. It's seen, and, and I'm sure you're familiar with this. The way he was stopped with all those uh, uh, police cars and and cadet soldiers with you know with with their you know uh, with their rifles out, right. you would have thought that 
he either was a convicted felon or had conv- or had committed some heinous crime, right. such as like a mass genocide of people right. somewhere or whatever. Whatnot. Right. Because yeah. it, it looked like the feds, state troopers, like they were, you know, they were all in on him. Right. All in on they him. They want to take him out right now. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Right. So the reason why I bring that up to you is, um, obviously, you know. Hopefully, you know, by the time this episode definitely comes out, you know, the movie will have been out for like, you know, five months, five, five, six months. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie, I'm going to spoil it for you. Um, he is taken in, but eventually he's set free, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's found to be not to be guilty. Years later. Years, years later. later. Right. But why do you think, why do you think they, why, why do you think that that it happened to him the way it did in terms of like, just being taken in, whatever, whatnot, and people not really going through his case or giving it due diligence, just, you know, hearing the word of this man and just taking it all for what it was. And to me, it seemed as if he wasn't granted or given a fair shot. What right. do you think? He, and it, absolutely he wasn't. You know, absolutely he was just railroaded. They already had an agenda. And that's, this, in today's times, that's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Facts are second. It's the agenda is first. Whatever, whatever's the agenda of that person or that individual, that's what comes first before the facts. Right. So the fact was that that sergeant and and that sheriff needed to find someone. It's been almost a year, right? And the pressure was on them. Yeah. And they already, I guess, the guy was just new sergeant, yeah. so he was trying to make an impact. It's political. Yeah. So let's find the first Negro that we can that looks like we can get something on him. Absolutely. And that's what they did. They didn't care who it was. He right. came in that area. Well, whoever comes up, we going to get. And I just right. ha- happen to believe Johnny D was just that man. Yeah. You know, I, I think that whoever happened to be in that area when they were looking for what they were looking for, mm-hmm. they were going to frame it and put everything on. And that's what they did. That's, that's why I think all those cops and all that were already stationed there. Mm-hmm. They were already, whoever comes up this road at this time of night, yeah. if he's black, mm-hmm. he's it. He's it. And, and unfortunately, at that time... That was that was a regular that was a regular nature. Yeah, that was yeah. that was an everyday thing. Yeah, you yeah. know that that's and I, and I always tell people this that are so surprised, and I and I and, I, and I'm, I'm upset at our people for being so surprised because I always think about so what what world are we living in? Mm-hmm. You know, like who 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 has the power? Yeah, who has the laws? Who's making the decisions? Who's on the who's our Supreme Court justices? Yeah, so. You, we have to look at things different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We we today our, we can't be as surprised as we were 20, 30 years ago. Right. You know, today. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and that's where I, I feel like things will start changing. Once we realize just like some of our our, our, our Dr. Claude Anderson and other people I, I respectfully listen to say, once we realize the game we in, mm-hmm. we have we just have to play it different. It's true. This is a race. That's why this is this is a race, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know, for me. I wasn't as surprised. It was just hurtful. It hurt me a lot just to kind of re, to re, have to reflect on those feelings and emotions and see what our peoples had to go through. Yeah, it hurt me a lot to to to, to witness that, but it didn't surprise me because right. of the world we live in. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I know you, you you haven't gotten a chance to see when they see us, but are you familiar with the story of the Central? Yes, I, yeah. I am very familiar with the so story. So it's interesting because when I just watching Just Mercy. It brought me back to uh, the Central Park Five. Obviously, uh, man, <laughs> the Central Park Five, um, that was before my time, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. think it was, what, 1988, 87, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And, you know, man, I was born 91, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But 
uh, I became familiar with the case by watching When They See Us, and then after that, you know, delve, you know, delving into my own research, you know, like yeah. the racial injustice that happened with those boys right, right. at that time. And it's interesting to me because, you know, you know, uh, uh, I forget her, her 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 last name, but Lacey, I remember was her her um, her last name. I think uh, the the woman who was found raped, brutalizing, beaten. Okay. Um, you know, in regards to that case, there were so many boys in the park that night. And they pinned it on the four boys or, or five boys, you know, that they could find that would give them alibis in regards to what happened. You know, mm-hmm. and because they picked up, I think, um, 25, 30 of them. They mm-hmm. just hauled them in vans and, you know, whatever, whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, none of those boys are the ones that did it. They were just, you know, causing a ruckus in Central right. Park, just having a good time, having fun, you know. Um, and it was actually, um, uh, I forget his first name, but Reyes, the, his, the Hispanic brother who had done it. And I find it crazy, like, we live in a sick and cruel world, especially in the Ameri- in American society, where young African-American men of color can be taken in for a crime and not have anything to do with it, but to be convicted of it, right? And I forget the name of the prosecutor that was on that case, man, but I think it goes back to what you were saying, political, right? Mm-hmm. In regards to mm-hmm. the sergeant in Just Mercy, she was trying to build up a name for herself. Right. She was trying to build up, you know, um, something that would definitely launch her career mm-hmm. into stardom right. in terms of the criminal justice system. A personal as a agenda. A personal agenda. So does racial... So I, I say this, you know, this isn't an official question that I had to ask you, but, you know, just having this vibe back and forth, it kind of leads me to wonder about this. Does racial injustice... Does racial injustice uh, uh, coincide and correlate with personal inge- agendas within the criminal justice system or within the structural, the, hier- the hierarchical structure of racism mm-hmm. or of capitalism and the society at large? What do you think? Racism is unfortunately is embedded in our in our in our fabric of America. The people that started the started this owned slaves and whatever whatever they they had it they didn't view us as human. They viewed us as what? property, right? right? And um so those these things are woven in our system and even even in our own job where we work at. Mm-hmm. We've had people, I'm sure that you remember, we have instructors even admit that, mm-hmm. that we're dealing with a system that has institutionalized racism built in it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to we're trying to break down the walls of that still. How many years has this been? Yeah. But we're still trying to break down those walls. Yeah. So it's you when you have the founding fathers who owned slaves or whatever then you know had their views and they're our founding fathers mm-hmm. it's it's woven into our fabric it's mm-hmm. been passed down through generations through decades and decades mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and even though we have some good ones we have some people that want to change things white and black it's still the powers that be it's in the fabric so things for us to to it has to kind of be destroyed things have to be kind of start over and be destroyed and and new roots you know, woven into the ground for, for, for justice to really spring for everybody. Yeah. So until then, until that happens, we have to understand that we're, we have to, we have to look and think different. We have to feel different. We, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not, it's might not be fair, mm-hmm. but it's just the way it is. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and as you know, and, and from even stories we've talked about, yeah. life isn't fair. Absolutely not. Not, not, not here. Life isn't fair. Absolutely Maybe in another not. world yeah. that we don't know, but life isn't fair. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and unfortunately, in the 1500s, when America made race an issue, mm-hmm. you know, just for just for social gain, it was just a, a, a just a, it was just for 
social gain. They made race an issue. And that's when race became an issue. Now, blacks and this and that. That's how it is now. It became a greed and a social thing, and it, and that started it in our in our in our system. That's how we built our beautiful country in seventeen whatever whatever. Yeah, you know, it, it yeah. started before him, and it just wove into our fabric. Right, and it's up to us to get it out, bro. Absolutely, you know, it's up Absolutely. to us. No, I don't so, know if I answered your question no, exactly. No, I, I, that was good. That was yeah. good. That was good. That was good. That was good. I, we just, you know, wise community, we just warming up. You know, just we get flowing. We, yes, we just flowing. We warming up. I swear, you know, I'm going to pinch this man and I'm going to put him in a box in the corner at the moment. <laughs> but I'm just trying to get him all psyched up and ready. <laughs> um, okay, so, again, When They See Us, Just Mercy, the film Detroit, man, um... Shoot, I have it right in my DVD collection, brother. Mm-hmm. This film. You, you, you ever heard of this film? I did hear it. I did hear it. Great, powerful film, man. I definitely advise that you check that out. I definitely will. Definitely check that out, man. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely will. I actually showed it to my students. Good, good actor. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually showed it to my students when I was a middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great, powerful film. One of my faves. Uh, so, Native Son. This book right here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Big Boy Leaves Home. It's a short story from Richard Wright as well. Okay. And To Kill a Mockingbird. The commonality of all of these stories, right? The commonality of all of these stories is that there is a close uh, proximity to white women. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, Just Mercy, if I'm not mistaken, the young girl, the young teenage girl that was killed, I think she was 17 or 18? 18, yeah. 18, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in Detroit, you have these four young men of color during the, during the Detroit riots in 1967 that were accused of shooting back at... Um, Soldiers who were patrolling the area mm-hmm. and um, at the um, I can't remember the name of the motel, but they were staying at this motel um, and the, the white women were there with them, but they were on different floors. So mm-hmm. they were accused. They got accused of actually sleeping with the uh, white women as well mm-hmm. and whatnot. Right. Um, but that, that was like a subplot to the main plot of the story. And then with Native Son. You know, the story of Bigger Thomas. Right. Right. He ends yeah. up killing uh, uh, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, um uh, you know, uh, due, due to, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, his uh, proximity to her in regards to him being her, her driver and then trying to, uh, you, oh man, my favorite novel of all time. Man. I love, <laughs> love, love Native Son. I have to, I have to read this, man. Yeah, I've heard yeah, about yeah. it, but I Oh read. man, it's a great book. I'm glad and, you uh, put me on. Yeah, and there's also a film too. Did you see the film? I didn't see Ashton the film. Sanders? No, I just, I just oh, heard man, about check it. Check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. a 2019 film that okay. just came out. Okay. And um, he ends up, so in, 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 in the book, he ends up being a driver. He's from the south side of Chicago, and he ends up being a driver for the Dalton. So Mary Dalton is uh, uh, the daughter of a rich uh, man, Mr. Dalton, who owns a lot of properties in Chicago's Black Belt on the south on the south part. And so he donates charity-wise to the black folks and gives to them whatever, whatnot. Okay. And so he's actually doing a favor by having Bigger Thomas actually live there. Okay. Uh, so Bigger Thomas is portrayed... And and vilified as this as this beast and as a demon. Um, after he kills her daughter, he goes on a run. Act, actually, so what ends up happening is she ends up drunk. Right? He's actually as her chauffeur. Um, I think it's, he's only been on the job for like a day or two. Oh, jeez. So, long story short, I'm gonna get straight to the point. I'm gonna get straight to the point, and I'm not actually revealing anything because if you look at the synopsis of the book in the back, it tells, it tells you this. that. Right, yeah. Right, right. So he actually um, ends up being hired as her driver, mm-hmm. uh, as the chauffeur for the family. They're rich. They're they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he drives her and her communist boyfriend. Um, I forget his name. Uh, hopefully, it'll come to me. Um, to to uh, um, to a restaurant 
on the south end. They want to go to the south end or the south side of Chicago to experience what it's like to live amongst black folks. Mm-hmm. So they they're like bigger. Take us to you know the 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 coolest bar in, you know in your part of town, whatever, whatnot. They're thinking that they're helping, mm-hmm. but they're actually not because mm-hmm. the black folks are looking at them. Even bigger Thomas's girlfriend, she, she's like. You know what was you doing with those with those white folks? You know yeah, blah 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 blah. You know, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. he sees her, he pretends he doesn't know her. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He uh, kind of just like you know puts his head down and uh, he feels embarrassed. You know, there's like a whole. So the this, the book is a is a story that propels back and forth the emotions of this black man as he's trying to come to grips of navigating the space of walking through a white world right. and trying to figure himself out. Right. But then first day, first night on the job, after dropping off her boyfriend um, at the house, he brings her back. She's drunk out of her mind. He brings her to her room and he lays her, he lays her down on the bed. And he's looking at her and he's like, oh my gosh, like, She's so beautiful. And then he's like, no, what are you doing? Like, you know, this is someone who you work for. So he he's like, man, like, I can kiss her right now. So as he attempts to get closer to her, mind you, she's drunk out of her mind. She's saying all these things. He's just totally discombobulated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her mother walks in the room, but her mother's blind. And then she's like, Mary, 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 are you are you here? Are you here? So Bigger puts his hand to her face, and then he ends up asphyxiating her to death, you know, because she, 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 you know, she, she couldn't breathe. Mm. So, so now she's choked out. And the mother is like, oh, she's probably sleeping. So the mother walks out. And when Bigger realizes this, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, <laughs> he, he realizes this. First thing that comes up to in his mind is that he's just murdered a white woman. They're going to lynch him for this. They're going to kill him. So he brings her to the fireplace and then he throws her body into the fire. Oh, wait a minute. Wait <laughs> yeah, a minute. you have so to read this book, he, man. Wait, did he? So he... <laughs> Suffocated her on purpose, not suffocated. No, he because she was talking. Remember, she was discombobulated, so he covered her mouth so the mom wouldn't hear. Oh my god! You know goodness. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, and I so gotta, you got me on. Oh I gotta, man, you got to see it, man. And so as a result, he ends up on this like this crazy like <sighs> you know thing where he's like on the run. But the thing is, as he's like before he goes on the run, before they realize it's him, you know. And I'm gonna wrap this up, wise me. I know I've been, I know I've been rambling, <laughs> but. As he's, you know, doing his thing, the investigator comes, they can't find her body, they don't know what's going on, she never came back, he's lying, whatever, whatnot, and he's lying to uh, 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 Mr. Dalton, right. the, um, her right. father, whatever, whatnot, and they're, you know, they're questioning him, and then he's like, uh, no, sir, no, sir, I don't know, and, and the investigator's like, there's something he's not telling us, and they're like, nah, you know, bigger, we just hired him, he's good peoples, whatever, whatnot, you know, you can't, you know, because they're, they're trying to advocate for black right, people, you know, right, right. but bigger is smart, because in his head, he's like, they see me as the yes sir, yes sir, yeah, nigga. So yeah. there's no way that they could possibly think that I did this heinous crime. Uh, so he's playing that. Yeah. But until one of the reporters, because reporters are on the scene and taking pictures of home, they find a bone from the fireplace. And they're like, oh my gosh, it looks like a body was there. So then from there, he runs up back to, the, to, 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 to his room, jumps out the window, and then it starts this manhunt where they're after him. Right? So I bring all of this oh, up to man. you, my brother. Because <laughs> <laughs> that brother put himself in a bad situation. Yeah, man. man really bad situation. Jeez. But I understand his thought process, yeah, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. because at the end of the day, this white woman I just passed away, and I did it. And whether I didn't do it or not, not. they're going to look at me as I did it. Right. And they're not going to even care about my story. As mm-hmm. sincere as it is, they don't want to hear it. I'm going to be hung in my. Kids are going to be home. And this is the Jim Crow South, 1938. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jim you didn't have Carter. a shot. You didn't have a shot. You didn't have a, you have a shot. Well, not the South, this is Chicago, but it's 1938 still. That's still a very racially high tension time. You don't have a shot. You know what I'm saying? Times, yeah. So, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the first thing he thought 
after he realized that he killed her was that they're going to give me the chair. That's the first thing he thinks, you know? So the reason why I bring all this up to you is because you have you ever heard of W.E.B. Du Bois's uh, double conscious um, double consciousness? His 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 theory called double consciousness. No, but I know W. E. D. Du Bois. But okay, no. so you have your double. No. So double <clears throat> consciousness is this idea or this concept that mm. black men mm. have a binary thinking process in regards to white people, mm. such as in if I get rear ended, and this actually happened to me one time mm-hmm. when I used to live in New Haven. I got rear-ended by a, a, a white man mm-hmm. who hit me, mm-hmm. you know, as I was heading to work. Mm-hmm. I got out the car calmly, and, you know, he got out the car to assess the situation. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, okay, it's fine, whatever. I look at the car, I assess the damage, nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool, and I'll go about my way. So the double conscious uh, consciousness concept is that as a black man, you think in two bi- you, you think in a binary way. First and foremost, you think about what a black person would do in a situation, and then you would think about how a white person would react to you reacting a certain way. Mm, so mm. when I stepped out the car, I'm thinking, man, I'm pissed. Like, this guy just rear-ended me. But then I'm also thinking, if I overreact or if I even raise my voice, right. it can lead to something magnanimous right. of huge proportions that I will possibly regret. Right. And as black men, we go, or women, we go through that a lot. We get pulled over by the cops. You know, we think of two ways. Either I'm going to go home free tonight, or I'm not if I raise my voice mm-hmm. or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I bring that up to you is because, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, Tom, you know, he was uh, going by this white lady's house every single day. So one day she asked him to come over to help him, to help her out with something else. And then she starts kissing him, whatever, whatnot. And then he runs out of there when her husband comes because he's, or, or her father comes because he says to himself, or he thinks, they're going to lynch me for this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do this. She just pulled me into the house. But what I'm thinking about is my safety and what's going to happen to me. Why do you think that occurs, man? Why do you think that as black men, we think about this? We, we think about, oh my gosh, like, they're going to give me the chair, you know? Even if you didn't mean to do it, why do you think that men have, black men have this binary thought process of what, what I actually think mm-hmm. and what, of, what white men or what the society itself will think about what I've done or what I mean to do. Right, right. I think like a lot of it's not it's, it's one of it part of a survival mode. I think that in that in those times we weren't given the rights as other people were. Mm-hmm. All we were basically is just surviving. Mm-hmm. When we were born at that time we were we learned we just had to learn how to survive. Yeah. Happiness wasn't even the first thing on our mind. Yeah. It was survival. Yeah. Because we don't have anything, yeah. And everything we do have is comes from someone that doesn't want to give want to give it to us, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's everything is a survival mode, and yeah. and I think that so those times like my great the lady that raised me was born in 1919, mm-hmm. my great grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. Not around the corner, Sisson Avenue. Right oh wow, corner, okay, yeah. She her story. Every time I thought I had it had it tough or thought I she would give me stories like this. Mm-hmm. Her own family, though, right. been through things like this, right? right. And, it, and it made me realize that these things, again, like as I said, are woven into our fabric, mm-hmm. passed down, thought, thoughts and, and, and influences are passed down. Yeah. So that, and that's another key thing I've got stressed, our influence. Influence, okay. Influence means a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because influence goes beyond color. Right. Right. 
Right. You see, when I go to when I go to a lot of people's homes dealing with a lot of kids, right? And I go to my, my friends' homes and 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 they're, and they're white and they have kids, young kids, and I look on their walls. You know what I see? Wow. I see LeBron James. Mm. I see Kyrie Irving. Right. I see Denzel Washington. Yeah. I see Michael Jackson. Mm. I see Tupac. Right. What what do all they have in common? Right. They're all they're all black. Right. That's the influ- that's influence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Influence kind of goes through color. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially, yeah. especially when you're a kid, because you haven't been able to wrap yourself into the cruelty of this world that we live in. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, for our people, man, in those times, that was a train of thought. Because first off, they weren't too far off from their parents being born into slavery, or their ancestors born into slavery. My great grandmother who raised me, her grandfather was a slave. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And she reminded me of that. Okay. Now imagine this. I'm born in 82. Like I'm yeah. this is in the 90s. Mm-hmm. 1990s. And my yeah. great grandmother told me her grandfather was a slave. Wow. So it's really not that long. It's ago. not that long. Right. It's not that long. We 10, 20 years is not really that long mm-hmm. when you when you physically it is because we look different and all that, but not not when it comes to the mind. Yeah. You know, the mind is like a, a the ocean. Yeah, it's so unexplored. We don't even really. We think we know what's going on, yeah. and most of us are only using. No, no I'm good. Mm-hmm. Most of us are only using like I'm so passionate inside. I'm, yeah, yeah. Most, <laughs> most of us are only using like five to ten percent of our brain, yeah. brother. Yeah, that's you know true. what I mean. We that's we don't true. even. We I'm telling you, I believe we can bend a spoon with our mind. Mm. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I might sound stupid, mm-hmm. but no, I, my, I have a cousin. We, yeah. we, if we can tap into the power of our mind, yeah. Yeah. we can walk into the jungle and control these animals. Mm-hmm. Right? These yeah. animals can smell fear. Right. These animals can smell blood. They, it's the mind, yeah. right? We can control things if we had the right mind mm-hmm. and we're taught to think the right way. Yeah. Our people, because of our people's being born into slavery, we were taught survival since day one. Right. We weren't taught to communicate. We weren't taught to express yourself. Yeah. We were taught to survive. Yeah. Because if you communicate and you express yourself, you would get killed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're teaching our kids to live in survival kind of scared mode. Yeah. It's just passed down. So yeah. anytime we cross, if we look at someone in the opposite race the wrong way, automatically we would, oh shoot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. even just by a look, so imagine if we touch or said the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and it's and it's broken down, passed on to your son, and mm-hmm. your son passes on to your son, yeah. and and then the only thing that changes is when the times change a little bit, and oh, we we can actually get along with people now. We can actually go to the same school as another race, or we can right. actually eat in the same restaurant. Right. Then things start to become. Yeah. Your mind starts to change a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So that's that's my perspective on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. ingrained into us. Mm-hmm. You know, just like some of us grew up eating. Crappy food. That's true. It's ingrained. We. I, I grew up eating pork. I always tell my friends. My wella gave me a pork chop out the mm-hmm. womb. Mm-hmm. Fried pork chop, whole bunch of grease. Yeah. There you go. I'm sucking on. Yeah. I'm sucking on the bottom. I'm sucking on the pork chop. Yeah. Fat drooling all, all that. Grease, all yeah. that grease. Yeah. I mean, I'm a newborn. Yeah. All in my <laughs> system as a newborn. Yeah. 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 Infiltrate yeah. my whole body. Yeah. That's yeah. that, and that's what we've been same thing about when you teach our kids mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It gets in our brain at a subconsciously at a young age. And Absolutely. it just infiltrates. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Man. Nah, that's good. That's good. Uh, so I wanted to move on to our second question. Uh, so Just Mercy, again, powerful film. Man. That boy. That boy good, man. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, man. Yeah. That boy good. Yeah, yeah, when I yeah, say yeah. he's carving and defining 
a status for him that I think can, can meet legendary proportions mm-hmm, one day. Mm-hmm. I think that boy's on his way. Mm-hmm. I think he's, and I think Vitelli said it too. He's on, he's on that Denzel territory mm-hmm. right now. Like he's headed down that way. Keep projecting that way. If he keeps projecting that way, he's picking great roles. Yes, he is. And I say that because challenging roles, very as well. challenging roles as well, man. That's the second time. That's the second time he he was in a film that made me cry, man. Yeah, he made me cry with Just Mercy, mm-hmm. and he made me cry with Fruitvale Station. I was about to say the same man. thing. That Fruitvale Fruit made me cry, Ooh. man. That made That's me shed some tears, man. We got, we got, uh, get it right. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one. one yep. I was, gonna, I was wondering, I was like, hope you say Fruitvale yeah, Station. I was man. thinking, because that, that one had that me. One, that's the about soul, man. I didn't even think he had to act much in that one. I think no. that was more natural. It was just more natural. Being where he's from. The, right. But just, it hit home so so hard, man. Right. You know what hit me home? I had, I didn't have my, I didn't have my two newborns yet, but I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And having a kid, being a black man with a child, yeah. he just had said goodbye to his Kid, yeah. he he told the wife he didn't even want a girlfriend. He didn't even want to go out. Right. He didn't want to he do did. any of that he stuff. Didn't. He wanted to stay home Absolutely. with his kids and his wife. Yeah, he did. You know, did. they the mother kissed and let the he the did. mother watch the baby. Boom, boom, boom. I remember that so yeah. impactfully that yeah. he didn't want to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And and when when that happened, when he died, the first thing I thought about was his daughter. I remember. And I think that's the first. I think that was one of the thoughts he had. Remember his last four words when he got shot. I have a daughter, bro. This is how Kev, like, as a father, yeah. especially, I saw that movie years ago. Yeah. That hit me. That's when I, I remember that to Every this. Time I see when he got shot, I, I I have a daughter. Because you know what, Kev? If that happened to me, mm-hmm. I think that would be my first words, man. Yeah, man. I have, and I'm almost tearing up, bro. Yeah, 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 I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just so real. Like, yeah. my first, my first, I have kids, man. Right. What about my kids? Yeah. Anytime I think about mm-hmm. stupidity. Yeah. I said, oh, what about my son? Right. What about my daughter? Right. What about my kids? They need me. Yeah, they need you. They need so when you. he when that when that when that <laughs> happened, man, I I swear to you, bro, I couldn't even watch that movie again. I yeah. watched it one time. Yeah. I wanted to watch it again because I loved it. Yeah. I, I tweet. Yeah, it, I understand. It brought me to a place. I understand. Where I don't I don't want to be at. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I said I that that movie was one because that and that part you know and it shows you the influence yeah. women can have on a man that's too that's very true black or white that's very true they can influence us that's man, very very to true, do things man. that we don't even really want to do Dude, that's true man and it's so crazy because like I don't have kids but I can only imagine that when I do have children God willing that my perspective will change because I can watch that movie every like once a right, year right, and, and I right, love to watch it because right, it's so real right, like, I love visceral right. true yeah. real life movies got you but I can only imagine if I have a daughter, like how much that will change my heart and stir my soul. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people probably don't think it will. Yeah. You think, oh man, it's a kid's a kid. Yeah. Not if you, not, 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 not people like you and yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I think people that are really in tune to who they are and real got that spiritual vibe in them. Yeah. When you have a kid, it really lets you know, man, this world ain't about me anymore. Right. Your whole mind kind of changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe these fathers that don't mind seeing their kids once in a while, mm-hmm. they might not think that way. Right. But I, 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 my whole goal was to be the father I never had and really be the parent I never had. Right. So when I had kids, I said to myself, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to be there for my, my kids. Right. Whether I'm with the mom or not, whether I got to walk to school, walk mm-hmm. to work, take yeah. the bus, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. Yeah. So men like us, man, when, when, you, when you have kids, man, it changes us because we finally realize now I, I can't live for myself anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? I have to better myself. So every decision I make has to be 
for those kids right. that they didn't have a choice either, Kev. Yeah, yeah. They didn't say right. Mm-hmm. It was your actions, your mm-hmm. your lustful situation, right? Right? Because a lot of because and I'm included, not even married, right? So you're not even thinking mm-hmm. like an adult. Mm-hmm. You're thinking you meet a girl you like, and you know you, you like this person, and boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Or with good intentions, with too, the, like you right, know, right. You know, my, my fiance now right, in your right. situation, well, right? Exactly. So now, you know, I had good intentions, right, absolutely. And I, and, I, and I plan on yeah. selling. And I already told you, I plan yeah. on marrying this woman, right? right? right, right I had right, good right. intentions. It's absolutely. not like I'm coming here yeah. like a yeah. horned dog. No, no. I'm I'm just showing both sides. Yes, sir. And I appreciate because, that. Know, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, to give it balance. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, it's um, so it's it's glad you did because it is a balance, you know. So you have the again when we talk about intent, you know, didn't have didn't have the bad intent, but again. You know, you had a kid, and regardless of the situation, I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm going to be there for my kid. Right. And 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 as a man, if you don't think like that, I don't care about your degrees. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't care about how how nice your house is. Yeah. I don't care about your car. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how many times you bring coffee to work for your coworkers, because love people love to impress their coworkers and the people they only see for mm-hmm. a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're treating their mother at home like crap. Mm-hmm. They haven't talked to their brother in, in months and years. They won't even pick up the phone and say, hey, there's something, can we fix our relationship? Mm-hmm. But you go to your coworker every day and you ask them how they're doing. And it's very true. So we have to um, realize accountability and who we are. And one thing that, like I said, that helped me was when I had that my daughter. When I had my daughter, mm-hmm. my life changed because I was at a point too not to get too off track, that I was really didn't didn't feel valuable at right, all. Right. So anything that happened to me didn't matter. If I died, it didn't matter. Yeah. If I lived, it didn't matter because yeah. nobody cares about me. Yeah. My mother's on drugs. My father's on drugs. They already told me I was an idiot for going to college with no money. Wow, that happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My, wow. Yeah. They said, "Why are you going to college for? What you?" I came home from college, first year, freshman yeah. year, wow. main dean's list, the second year, wow. and they, they looked at me like I had a, like I had 12, 12 tentacles on my face. They, That's crazy. What you doing in college? You ain't got no money. Ain't nobody you asking us for money to pay for books, fool. We ain't no while they eating they chicken and right. we ain't we ain't got no money to pay for no books. If you don't mind me to ask you, what year was this? This was in two thousand and one. Wow, man. Yeah, That's crazy. Millennium. They, millennium. Yeah. Millennium had just arrived. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is you know. So yeah. Again. Oh, uh, I just wanted to say, um, just to plug in, our prior episode, episode 19 actually, was called Is College Worth It? All right. Is College Worth It? Featuring Jonathan Nicholas and Mark and John had a crazy back and forth about <laughs> college and whether it's worth it or not. So wow. Kind of I wish I could have been there. That was cool. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. So, you know, not to get off too much topic, but, you know, that's that's what having a kid would do to you. It, it kind of changes your life when you're a good person. And it makes you put things in perspective right. too in the past, so you continue to grow and become even better. Right. And and so that's what, again, that's what that movie did to me. It touched yeah. me in a match where I, I thought about my kid and my life. And yeah, man, it's it's tough for me to watch that movie again. Well, it's interesting because two very, which is why I think Michael B. Jordan is on his way because mm-hmm. two totally very drastic different roles. Right. One of a strung, struggling young black brother right. who you know who wants to do good, but right. he's still kind of caught up in this life of just trying right. to figure himself out. Yeah. And the other one of like a phenomenal man who equates to um, um, high caliber of a man in status as a black man, right? Harvard educated, law bound, the boss, the boss. When man. I, that's what caught me off guard when when I thought the white lady he was into was the boss. Right. He no, no, was. No no. no, no, no. He said the the white gentleman told the this is your boss? This is your boss? Yes, this is my boss. Absolutely. Young looking, smooth looking black man. Smooth looking brother, yeah. Educated as the boss. Yeah, man. Which I thought does 
an enormous amount of uh, influence for young men of color, right. especially kids coming up. Right. So I, 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 I'm hoping that we see more right. um, 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 pictures like that. You know, yeah. I, I, I thought that was great. Yeah. You know, great, great, great for sure. So whether it's Michael B. Jordan as that character, I forget his name, but as that character in Just Mercy mm-hmm. or Michael B. Jordan's uh, character of Fruitvale. Oscar Grant in Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. right? You have one young black brother who's trying to find himself but who's kind of caught up in this life of like, you know, Dealing drugs, being selling young, weed, but being, being young, young and right. trying to figure himself out. Mm-hmm. And another one of just being a boss and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, overachieving mm-hmm. everything that, you know, his parents or his family might have expected him to do and more. And also not being a statistic right. within the system. Yeah. So I say all that to say, is there anything, right? Think about both black brothers I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan in Fruitvale mm-hmm. and Michael B. Jordan in Just Mercy. Two different brothers, but yet the same. Mm-hmm. Is there anything... Anything a black man can possibly do, Kurt, to change the perception of him in this country, either whether he's Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station or whether if he's just Mercy. Is there anything a black man can possibly do to change the perception of him in this country? Because whether you're educated right. or not, they still look at you as one way. You're still a nigga. You're right. You know what? You know what we can do? Outlast their hate, bro, with love. Hmm. We have to outlast their 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 once track mind, their stupidity, their lack of knowledge, their lack of education. Mm-hmm. We have to outlast it by continuing to be great like we have been. Right. Continuing to produce people like Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Continue to produce people like yourself, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have to keep producing these type of men. Right. And and showing them they can't, as you see, they can't hide the truth forever. Absolutely. It's sprouting. Absolutely, it's sprouting. They can't hide Tiger Woods forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They can't. He's sprouting to into the to golf mm-hmm. sport, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, and look now, what? It's not theirs anymore. Yeah, it's, it still could be theirs, but if Tiger Woods is on, everybody's getting more money. Right. Everybody's getting more viewership. It's true. It's you know, true. you can't hide Serena Williams forever. Absolutely, she comes into tennis, and what Absolutely. she does takes over. She's the best yeah. ever. Yeah, you can't hide greatness. All we can do is keep being great. Right. Keep being great because there's gonna have there's gonna be people black and white that's gonna mm-hmm. try to sh- keep you keep you down mm-hmm. and keep you low. Cause there's there's people man they they love they love this they love this whole black and white stuff mm-hmm. right they mm-hmm. love the fact that our peoples are being they love it yeah. that our peoples are being killed yeah. they love it that we can. That, that are influences only at a certain level. Right. They love it. Right. But what I noticed and that and what I noticed about life is the what they say, the cream will will, will the cream rise, will to, the rise crack. to the top. Whatever you, you do, the cream will you can rise you can you can keep not yeah. stirring it. Whatever you can do. Yeah. But the, but the, crop will the sun rise still to the top. shines, bro. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And so we have to keep fighting the good fight, bro. And it yeah. sounds corny, but yeah, it's not. It's true. It's, it's not. It's like, true. I'm going to keep showing them yeah. who I am, mm-hmm. regardless of how they treat regardless of what job says, oh, you can't do this here, right. regardless of what people say, you can't. I'm gonna, my greatness is going to reflect throughout the world, and it's yeah. going to show people because influence. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I spoke to Vitelli about this off air one day in conversation, and I um, um, wanted to share this with you. You know, shout out to the nonprofit that we work for. I'm, I'm so happy. To yeah, me too. And I think we're going to do a lot of great stuff. I love, I love our, yeah. our organization. To be honest with you, man, I'm, I'm so passionate. and Look forward to me everything too. they've done. Me too. And I feel like I've told you this before. I feel like everything I've been through in my life, mm-hmm. God put me here for a reason. Without like a I wake up saying to Him, and He's looking at me like, yeah, what I told you. Right, right. You know what I'm saying absolutely. That's how I look at this. Yeah, for sure. And the reason why I bring that up is because 
you know, no, no offense, because you know, I've, I've taught in the you know public mm-hmm. school system, so so as, as yourself, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. When you go to, to these nonprofits and stuff like that, you're happy for the mission, you're happy for what's going on, but then you're saying to yourself, well, "Where are the black women at the top? Mm-hmm. Where are the black men? Who you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure that is well known and relatively clear. They are out there." But when you see a film like Just Mercy, and then they say, oh, wait, he's your boss? You know what I'm saying? It makes me say to myself, like, I love that. And it was such a powerful moment for me to see because we now have to take the next step to start our own nonprofits, to start our own initiatives. Because I'm not saying that, you know, white or whoever don't have the best interest for us Mm -hmm. at heart. Mm -hmm. But who more so to expose and to infiltrate the criminal justice system than our own kind? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So not only can we be appreciative of the opportunities to work in these fields, but we also have to aspire to be more. Shout out to my brother, um, Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine Meadows. He was on um, Wise Community, if you guys remember, or if you're just now tuning in and this is your first episode ever, check out episode, I want to make sure I get it right, episode 18, Good Kid, Mad City, featuring Jermaine Meadows uh, from from East New York, Brooklyn, New York. Yo, shout out to you, boy. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Shout out to my boy, Jermaine. I had a conversation offline with Jermaine um during christmas last year and uh you know we 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 met up for dinner or whatever whatnot and jermaine was like yo um you know because he's a spot he he currently is pursuing his master's in educational leadership um at the university of albany but he plans on going for his doctorate and hoping to apply to harvard Mm. you know what i'm saying and i was telling him how you know hopefully would like to go down that same path Mm -hmm. soon too and you know he's from east new york uh, his pops, you know, was incarcerated. His mm-hmm. pops just got out, whatever, whatnot. And he was telling his pops, you know, like he likes to go, you know, network and meet with people in other hoods, other territories in Brooklyn to go mm-hmm. eat, whatever, whatnot. And his pops was like, oh, don't, you don't want to go down over there, man, you know, because, you know, they, they, you know, we at war, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yo, pops, like this is 2019, 2018. Like there's no, ter- you know, there's right, no territories right, right, right. as much as it used to be back then. Yeah. And he's like saying like, even now, like, you know, he surpassed the expectations his family had for him mm-hmm. because his mom and dad didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They didn't go to college, and they and has he? I think if he, if I'm not mistaken, he said his his, his dad didn't even complete high school and mm-hmm. doesn't have more than an eighth or ninth grade education. Mm-hmm. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, um, Jermaine. <laughs> shout out to you though. But he was like, so often as black men, we settle and we get comfortable with just being here. He was like, yo, like why should I just settle for my bachelor's, yo? Like when I see guys like Dr. Umar Johnson and Claude Anderson and people doing uh, immaculate and you know outstanding things, like I want to push and go beyond. You Shout know out saying? to you, Jermaine, with yeah, that yeah, th- yeah, thinking yeah. process. Know, that's my brother, man. Because that's what we need you know what as I'm black men. Yeah, you know what I mean, we get, do we get comfortable? So when, I, when when you see when you see a Michael B. Jordan in the in the parameters that he's at and and. His office started real small. It was just him and 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 Shorty with him. Yes. Then he started expanding and started getting all these people to work with him. And he had a full unit. He had a full staff. Isn't that and and and, and he did it amongst people that didn't want him there, man. Right. He did. You know what I'm saying? He did. So so they get too comfortable. You get too comfortable, right? And then and it's always we whatever they give us. Like mm-hmm. two, we we just okay, good. No, man, we got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. We got to keep growing. I don't mm-hmm. care what stigma they put on us. Right. We got to keep fighting and keep growing. Right. We owe it to the, the generation right. coming up. Right. I feel so, I, I really do feel that um, mm-hmm. Martin Luther and Malcolm and all the all these brothers you see on this shirt yeah. are, uh, are disappointed in us, man. Yeah, yeah. Because as black men, we did not pick up the flag and continue their, their fight the way we should have. Right. Right. We let integration mm-hmm. and we let being comfortable. Yeah. 
make us change our mind frame and we didn't fight as hard as we used to yeah. to have our own bus bus company yeah. you know like Claude Anderson Dr. Claude Anderson had mm-hmm. you know we don't fight to have our own taxi services right. we don't fight to have nothing right. right we don't fight to become teachers right. why is it 2020 and they're still looking for black teachers in the community in, in, in public schools it's 2020 yeah right yeah. it's not it's not 1970 1980 they're still looking for for Men like us in the in the school systems. Yes, and I, and I said this on the last episode, and as well as a couple of episodes prior to, only two to three percent of the national average for black male teachers is two to three percent. Only two to three percent in this country are black male teachers. That's very pathetic. How and do you, do you know? Do you have the statistic on America, the education? How, what the list that we are on America as far as the education, the top. You know, like the top, are we top 10, top 20? In regards to, in regards to education compared to oh, other, other countries. Uh, we're, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't correct me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, someone out there, but I've definitely seen somewhere around this. I think we're somewhere between 10 to 20, somewhere around I think, there. I think last time I checked, we were like the 24th. Fourth, yeah. I, I was going to go in the nation as far as education. I was going to go 20, like 15 to 30. Somewhere, that sucks. Yeah. It's horrible. That is. You know, that especially is. with all the technology and, and all the, the resources, stuff that resources we, have. we have. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Something has to change. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and so that's, again, when things, when things stay the same, yeah. you know, things stay the same. Without question. Things don't, you know what I mean? If, if 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 we don't advocate change and yeah. show it, we have to show it, Kevin. That's Kevin, true. we have to be willing to risk it's our true. lives, man. It's true. No, it's true. It's it's true. Sound, I mean, it sounds it stupid, sounds, man. It, it sounds, sounds crazy. crazy. It sounds because, right because people, no one's out there risking their lives now. That's why we have no leaders. No one's out there on the forefront the way Malcolm. The, these brothers were ahead of their time. All these brothers were ahead of their time. They put their lives out there. When I when I and when they I, sacrificed their families to 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 get change to 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 to, to work for change. Amen. You see what I'm Amen. saying? No one wants to do that. Everyone wants to be a talking head, but no one wants to put their lives out in the forefront. It's like, oh no, I got my kids, I got my billion dollar business, yes, my million dollar company. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I hear it. And, and 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 that's why we can't grow the way we should grow. That's yeah. why everything is slow. Yeah. Because we're trying to be kind of cute with it. Yeah, we're yeah, we regret. We're trying to we're trying to like yeah. we're trying to be like them. Yeah, yeah. You know, we want to we hey we we're soup tied. Yeah. <laughs> Talk real nice and that's gonna get you where I need to be. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. forgot you still look like Exactly. Right? Without a doubt. You can't get it that way, brother. Yeah. You yeah. gotta make your own trail. Yeah. With respect to the mm-hmm. world we live in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you people love to they love to have their, their prejudices and their and their opinions on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they love to to cancel like cancel people out that don't think like them and, right. and don't do what they do and don't act like them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. But we don't really, like you said, are we? But that same person, they're really not really down to sacrifice yeah. their business or their family or other people or even their youth. You got a lot That's of true. these people, brother, they wait until they're 50, 60 years old to now be part of the struggle. Yeah. Because they weren't willing to sacrifice their smoking weed and having, you know, sex with everybody and, mm-hmm. and, and, and partying at the clubs every weekend when they was in their teens or their 20s or their 30s or even their 40s. Yeah. They got to wait until they finally chill out 45 to now we can now let me fight for my people's now. Yeah. I already had my fun. Yeah. Let me, you know what I mean? So it's it's it's, it's hard man when we always when we're so quick to judge and cancel everybody else out without mm-hmm. looking at ourselves first mm-hmm. and clean our own closet and, mm-hmm. and seeing what we can do to make an impact. Yeah. Cuz that's what I try to do. Like yeah. what can I do with right. what what with what I have to make an impact? 
on the world Absolutely. and to keep growing so I can have an impact like Martin mm-hmm. and Malcolm and those people that are willing to give it all for 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 the cause, man. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I love it, bro. I love it. I love it. Which is why I wanted to have you on the show because I knew, you know, this is what the people need to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, excellent. So, man, we're going to transition off, man. This this show is off to a great, great start. I hope I'm not boring y'all. No, no, man. no, not I feel at all. Like, this is, this, I feel this, like this I'm not con- as fluent. This like, is the content. I should of be a little bit better. You're but, good. You're okay, good, man. Okay. You're, you're, you're flowing. When you hear okay. this, I'm sure you're going to be really, really <laughs> okay. impressed with what you're saying. Um, so, we're going to transition now, all right? Wise community out there, we're going to transition to our second segment of the day, all right? Our second and. Um, I don't want to say final segment, but our second official segment before we move on to our third closing segment. All right. So this segment, segment number two, is a case of interracial love. Let's go. No, I was going there, brother. I couldn't wait. (laughs) A case of interracial love. This is why I came. (laughs) I I wanted to warm you up before I hit you. (laughs) Oh, Kev, you did some good questions, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did get the ball rolling. You can tell Kev knows what he's doing. Yeah, man. man. A case of interracial love. Shout out to the Wise Guys podcast. This is a beautiful (laughs) podcast, man. We appreciate you, man. Before um, I ask this next question... Um, I don't know if you want to just listen or if you want to write down some statistics because this is what I'm going to throw at you. Okay. 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 So here are some things um, here, right? Mm-hmm. According to the Pew Research Center, right? So this is from the Pew Research Center. So a couple of stats. According to the Pew Research Center, black men are twice as likely, all right? Black men are twice as likely as black women to have a spouse of a different race or ethnicity. Mm. Again, black men are twice as likely as black women to have a spouse of a different race or ethnicity. Mm. 24% versus 12%. So the 24% is black men and the 12% is black women. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, for black newlyweds, intermarriage rates are slightly higher among those with a bachelor's degree or more. So... For black newlyweds, intermarriage rates are slightly higher. For among more those, educated, yeah, are are, mm. are slightly higher higher among those with a bachelor's degree or more. So twenty one percent for those with a bachelor's degree or or, or more. All right. Um, let's Is that see. men or uh, just people in general? Just black newlyweds in, in okay, general. Okay, black yep. newlyweds. Uh, among amongst newly, all right, amongst newly married black men, amongst newly married black men. Higher education is clearly associated with higher intermarriage rates. Uh, you don't have to write this down. But so while 17% of those with a high school diploma or less had a spouse of a different race or ethnicity in 2015, this share rose to 24% for those with some college and to 30% for those with a bachelor's degree or higher. So mm. essentially, the higher educated they became, the more they were likely to uh, marry, right, and mm-hmm. intermarry with someone of another race, and more so specifically black men. So this was at 30% for those with a bachelor's degree or higher, okay? Mm-hmm. All right? So, um, I'm sorry, ready for you. go ahead. You're, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So this leads me to this question, you know, and you were the perfect person to bring mm-hmm. onto the podcast mm-hmm. in regards to this because you can speak to it from a personal perspective. Yes, I can. So the question for you, Kurt, is... Are black men abandoning black women as they climb the financial, academic, professional, and corporate ladders? I'll say the question again for you out there, black of uh, wise community, and as well as you, Kurt. Are black men abandoning black women as they climb the financial, academic, professional, and corporate ladders? Mm. 
from that statistics or the statistics you've given me, you you could say that, and it, mm-hmm. it does seem that's what's going on. But I don't think it's as I don't think it's really abandoning the black women mm-hmm. or vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so one of the reasons why I wanted to come here and, and do the podcast is because me and me and me and yourself, Kevin, we were having a conversation. You know, at our job, mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about this, and I actually probably, I think I initiated, yeah, initiated this even. You know, yeah, and we were I talking responded. about Dr. Umar Johnson and all mm-hmm. that stuff, mm-hmm. and I remember I initiated the conversation. They responded, and um, we had a little bit of different point of view on it, which mm-hmm. which was a great thing. Like I'm, 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 that's what made me want to even talk to you even more, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, because the way you were able to tell me your side, mm-hmm. I had to respect it and listen because you mm-hmm. said it such. Such what such good power presence, and you said it calmly, mm-hmm. and, and it was and it was and it made me think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also was able to listen to Dr. Umar Johnson recently too, and um, he posed that same question mm-hmm. um, about you know about just interracial marriages and, and the and, and the genuine uniqueness and the, the just sincerity a black man can have if he's in an interracial marriage fighting for the cause of black people in general. Yeah, I think, and to answer your question, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I don't know if it's abandoning. I know it seems like you're saying they are as more highly educated as they are. They are, you know, venturing off to mm-hmm. different races. But we don't have to speak educational wise, right. right? Right. I'm saying financial as well, professionally, mm-hmm. corporate, and as well as academically too. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you know what we're it is. About sports. We're talking about all of these things. You know what? Right? You know what I believe, Kevin? We we abandon ourselves. Mm, okay. Right. Like as as people of. of as our as, as as black men, black women, mm-hmm. we abandon ourselves. Okay, could you we expound upon that? We 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 seem, from my own personal experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a, I had an uncle that was um he had a, he had substance abuse problems. Okay, early on in his life, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a he was. You know, he was a little bit different when he was on substance abuse. You know what I'm saying? He was a little bit more, a little bit more, I say humble, a little bit more like he understood his flaws. Right. He understood, you know, that he wasn't perfect and that, that he needed to do better and be better. Right. Mm-hmm. But when he got off and he got clean, mm-hmm. he forgot about the times he had to struggle and had to ask and had to, had to, you know, humble himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel that that as a in this society, you know, they have they have taken away our brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's again. Remember, I talk, woven in our. So the the few people that do get a good taste of something, mm-hmm. they have they are programmed to leave the others behind mm-hmm. because if not, then you can't get this taste. Mm-hmm. You can't come up here with us if you're mm-hmm. trying to bring everybody with us. Right. So of your people with us. So most yeah. of our peoples, when we get a little success or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. we, we we do very away. Mm-hmm. We feel like we don't know how to, you know, help our peoples or keep our peoples in mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's because a lot of it, I think, is because we again, when we were born, mm-hmm. Kevin, we were born in survival mode. Right. Even in our own families. Yeah. You know, we weren't born with the tradition of. Let's take care of each other. Yeah. We were born with, this is what we have over here. Mm-hmm. We have this. We have to keep this or they're going to take it away from us. Yeah. And this is what we do. I'm sorry they're going through their struggles down the street. I'm sorry. And we're all in the same neighborhood. Yeah. But we have been trained to not really care too much about the other people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So 
So that's one thing I think plays plays a role. And also, when we're raised in this environment of kind of survival mode and and not being to really truly experience what is other cultures and other people and other environments, right? We kind of we kind of just get stuck to what people tell us, mm-hmm. and 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 what people think, mm-hmm. what people believe, mm-hmm. traditions, yeah. right? So it, we we get stuck with all those things. Yeah. We don't even have our own personal perspective. Mm-hmm. It's what's been feeding us since we were a child, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of us don't even have the ability to kind of like, okay, now that I'm older now, let me learn certain things. For what they are on my own, yeah. and let me experience things for myself, mm-hmm. and let me get a, a, a true, a true experience of things for myself, and let mm-hmm. me see how life is. Let me see how people are. But we're, we're even myself. Mm-hmm. When I was young, brother, I, I was my, my my black side. I was told that you know, my uncle told me one time, I better not see you with no white woman. Mm-hmm. You come down to my house with no white woman, I ain't gonna know who you are no more. Yeah. And I didn't even know this was an issue. Right. He was just watching something on TV. Yeah. And he and he ended up telling me at 12 years old. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that that plays a role where it might be the first time we interact with a different culture, a different race. Yeah. We're so, like, we, we're, like, so overwhelmed. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. That it might, some of us might just kind of, like, lead towards that because we've been so sheltered away from it all our lives. It's like that. It's sometimes it works in reverse. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to keep your kid. You, you bet you're not going to, you're going to be in the house and you got to go to sleep at eight o'clock. You're not, I'm not going to have you out there. You ain't going to get pregnant at 12 or 18 years old. You ain't going to be a, like a statistic. And then what ends up happening? That girl ends up getting pregnant by 18 years old mm-hmm. because she found a way out to go on her own. Yeah. You were trying to restrict and hold her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she found a way to do it. Well, if you don't mind me asking you, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, your fiance, she she's she's white. Yes. Right? Um, is there a specific ethnicity? That's Italian. Is Italian. Italian. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking you, brother, with everything we just talked about <laughs> in regards to earlier on the show, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and as well as um, and even I'm gonna throw this at you, uh, Jamie Fox, right? So, quick story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna connect it to this question. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out to Mrs. Scannelberry. Uh, I'm not going to say her first name, but you know who you are, Mrs. Scannelberry. Uh, one of the mothers of a very, very, very close friend of mine. She told me that when Just Mercy came out, even though she wanted to see it, she couldn't support Jamie Foxx. Because she said, how could you possibly take on a role like this? Mm-hmm. But you've been going home, lying your head down at night next to white women. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring that up to you mm-hmm. is because for all the black ladies out there that are listening to this show, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're a black man, half yes, black, half Puerto Rican, right? Yes, sir. I want to play devil's advocate for yeah. a quick moment here. Yes, sir. They're going to say, well, you're talking all this, you know, powerful enlightenment and all this, you know, uh, black uplifting empowerment, brother, but, like, at the end of the day, how could you possibly say those things or even be okay with, um, you know, uh, 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 defending our own community when you yourself mm-hmm. go go sleep at night with a white woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm just asking that because I'm thinking in the perspective of a black woman mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. would she say about mm-hmm. that? A black woman who's either with a black man or aspires to find a black man to love. Right. What would you say to them? To be honest with you, brother, what, what's your, what, my, my, my response to that is I, I respect that opinion because okay. I've heard it before. And okay. I, and I've heard people say that and, and I can see even, I can break it down to why why they think that way. And, and I can't, I can't poo poo on that. Mm-hmm. That that's a great that's a great you know 
thought. That's a great, you know, question. My only thing is, brother, I'll, I'll go back to what God's code. Okay. Yes. I believe in that. Yeah. I believe in God's code. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that I can't be effective and fight for my peoples the way in, in, in at hundred percent because of who I, who I decided to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't think that I, and this comes from me. Maybe certain people can't. Mm -hmm. Maybe certain people literally, and because I've seen it, mm -hmm. have to be a certain way here, and they have to change their way here. Do you ever have to change? I don't have situation? to do that. I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. That might be what works for me. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I I don't have to. I listen to all. Everything I'm talking to you, I've always we have these. I had these conversations at home, mm -hmm. right? If I wasn't able to be pro-black at home, mm -hmm. I could not be with this woman, mm -hmm. white, black, or nothing. Mm -hmm. I had a grandmother at home, right? Mm -hmm. I had 2014. I had to live with my grandmother. She's black from Alabama, as black as they come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, right. I had to live. I had to live with her in 2014. I lost my job. I lost my place of residency. Mm -hmm. I had to move on with, and nobody wanted to give me a. To take me in, the woman that nobody wants to live with, mm -hmm. I had to move in with. Mm -hmm. Everybody refrained from dealing with this lady because she's 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 not a good person. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to say that, mm -hmm. being this is my great my grandmother, mm -hmm. but it is what it is. She had mm -hmm. five kids. Mm -hmm. The first kid she she had six. The first kid she had she gave it for adoption because it was a female. Not the one that raised you. No, no, because no, her daughter. Great, okay, okay, got her it. daughter. Got it. Got it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to correlate it too in a minute mm -hmm. when we keep talking. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother, the lady that reason was my great grandmother. Mm -hmm. Her daughter, my grandmother, right? Mm -hmm. She had six kids. The first kid she had, she was a female, so she gave it away. Yeah. She didn't want to raise no females. Yeah. Then she had five other kids after that. Five, all different men, mm -hmm. right? And 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 so, and she didn't raise any of them. She only raised one of them, Uncle, mm -hmm. Uncle Marlon. Mm -hmm. My great grandmother ended up taking those kids because she. She still wanted to live her young life and mm -hmm. still was doing what she was wanted to do out here and, and you know, kind of being loose and not really being wise. Mm -hmm. My great grandmother took my, my, my father and them and raised them just like she like she raised me. Mm -hmm. So I'm living with my grandmother at the moment, not wanting to be there, but I really have no other place to go. And I have a thirteen I mean, at the time a ten year old daughter that I'm still raising, I'm still responsible for. Yeah. Right. So now I'm in my grandmother's home. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. I'm listening to Luke Farrakhan. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. I'm listening to T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to Les Miles. Yeah. She would scorn me every time I would listen to those brothers. You know what she had on her TV? What? Joel at Osteen. Mm -hmm. The uh, this, this white lady. <laughs> yeah, preaching, yeah, yeah. Pre yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. So this this is how she was raised. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm listening to Farrakhan. I'm listening. I'm listening to Les Miles. I'm listening to black brothers that are. Talking about where we come from and who we are and right. and, and and everything, yeah. and, and still talking about God too, yeah. and and we should love women, love Jesus, love your family, mm -hmm. treat people good even mm -hmm. though they treat you bad. Right? She would, she would poo poo on them mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So much. And I was like, like I would thought that she would love these people because it's our own kind, right. right? Right. But she was, her mind frame was different. Mm -hmm. Her mind frame, even though she looked like me, yeah, and. But she was, who are these? You need, to, if, you need to be listening to these people. And I'm like, Grandma, those people, how do you even, like, how do you yeah. relate to that? What do they know? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And now, again, at a young age. Uh -huh. So I'm like, wow, this is how, this is how my people think. Uneducated right. people right. think like this, right. right? 
So and 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 as, and as I'm growing and, and doing my and, and going through my struggles at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I say that to say this like I can't. I've never been able to fully focus on black and white in my whole mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I haven't, man. I've okay. I've been through situations where almost everybody that has helped me pass a certain level were a different race than me. Mm. I've been in situations where my own kind have totally abandoned me mm-hmm. and said, I don't I don't care. You going to college, reading right. those white people books. Right. What do you think you're better than us? Right. Man, you broke. Mm-hmm. You a joke. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You've been disposed before. I've been disposed before by by my own kind, black and Puerto Rican. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My own friends. Mm-hmm. I've been disposed. Yeah. Right? And and then from my own experience, I've had a couple people that have took me and said, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I know that you don't, you don't have a mom and dad at home, mm-hmm. boom, 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 but I'm going to help you. I'm going to pack a lunch for you. So when you come to school, you ain't got to be hungry. Right. You can have a lunch to eat because yeah. I know you don't have it. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to help you fill out financial aid so you can get try to get to college because I see you got potential. Mm-hmm. Right? Those people were all people out of my race that mm-hmm. did those things for me. Right. right? So... I got my uncle in my ear and my grandmother in my ear telling me, leave these people alone mm-hmm. or not to deal with these white people as this and white people as that. Mm-hmm. But for my own personal experiences, my friend, they they have helped me find myself. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I was I, I even though inside of me, I was some of my people would tell me and even my friends. like, What that white man are you with? I couldn't let. My my ignorance and my lack of education right. kind of like tie me off from them. I see what you're you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I had to be open and, and think with an open mind, right? Yeah. To to be able to learn from everybody's perspective and learn on my own. Yeah. I was able to learn on my own. That's why I'm so adamant about my peoples and what I'm standing for, what I want to fight for. Right. Because nobody taught me this. Nobody said, hey man, like look, man, you can't be you can't be you can't be pro black and then sleep with that white woman. Yeah. Cause how 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 that's gonna look to us when you come to the table when you at home and you laying up with a white woman? How do we know that you just not? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I never I never could look at it that way because I am who I am. Yeah. Around everybody. So what you're saying is, even though um you know you're with a woman who you love, mm-hmm. right? That's a fiance you're gonna marry mm-hmm. soon, and uh, and you guys have children together, mm-hmm. and you know you're co-parenting mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Um, it doesn't stop you from being black, right? It doesn't stop you from fighting for your own people and for your own cause. So, because people will put that label on you, like, you can't even do it. Of course, you cannot talk about fighting for us. And you know what I do when they do it? What I'm gonna, I dispute what their cause, what they're Mm -hmm. saying, and I respect them. And I say, okay, I will do it a different way then. Right. If I can't be part of your group because I got a white wife and you don't think I'm sincere, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm gonna show you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're gonna meet again at the finish line, mm-hmm. okay. and you're gonna see me yeah. here, yeah, with you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and 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 I also brought up too, like you have a man, he might have a, a black woman at home, mm-hmm. and he might be out here talking pro black. Yeah. Then at the same time, not really doing nothing for his people. Mm-hmm. But you might have a person out here that has a white woman at home, yeah. and he's talking talking pro black, mm-hmm. but he's more he's doing. Stuff for his people. Okay, I see you saying. So, will I cancel cancel him out because his wife is his wife is white? Yeah. Or will I can't because but even though he's doing more for my people, yeah, I'm going to cancel him out. No, my thing is 
to be educated. Just because I'm with a white wife, I will not let her compromise my values for my people. So if that means I will leave you to defend my people, I will leave you to defend my people. And and I'm just saying, not not no not, no no, not, no, 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 I'm cool with that. I'm no. just saying, I know, you know, I know, because I will not allow. I, I didn't even allow my own black grandmother right. to shun me off of, of of my black people. I see what you're saying. So I will I not allow I, I a white that. woman right to shun me off of my black. I have a assignment. Right. Ha, have you seen Get Out though? Yes, I have. So you've I've you, seen you, Get Out. You remember the the car scene when he was pulled over? Yeah. And then she started talking for him. Yeah. So one can say. Mm. One can say, does she truly understand your struggle, though, as a black man? So, in that perspective, just like I know, I know a lot of people tell say this: if you didn't, if like for instance, for our, if you didn't grow up where we, where I grew up, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. Right? They, mm-hmm. I see this. I see this happen to teachers all the time. Yeah, you didn't grow up in Hartford. You didn't. Your mother and father wasn't on drugs. How can you really relate to me? You yeah. can empathize and pretend. Yeah. How can you really relate to me if yeah. you didn't do it? It's true. It's You're true. going home to. Your mother and father are cooking dinner tonight. Yeah, you 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 going. You don't. You can't truly. Yeah. Emphasize or know where I'm coming from, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do that in in any situation if you really want to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I always look at it like, brother, I don't. You don't. I don't. You don't have to have a mother and father that are on drugs mm-hmm. to relate to kids that have mother and fathers that are on drugs. Mm-hmm. You might not personally understand the experience. And know the feeling, mm-hmm. but if you are a good person, like if you have, if you took the the, the boundaries out, yeah, you you will relate to the kid probably even better mm-hmm. because your perspective is needed. Yeah, coming from the home of, of of a mother and father, right. So, like I look at it, that my my perspective is 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 needed. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 it's it's, it's hard because like you, you again, I, you'll get that, and sometimes I even check myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to check myself because yeah. I'm like, I got to make sure I'm on point too. Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm not compromising my values and what I truly believe in too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what makes it so great with my relationship with her is because she respects it and mm-hmm. she agrees with it. Right. 90% of stuff I, she, I talk about, mm-hmm. she agrees with, right? And so it's not a challenge for me to be to be myself with her. But does she understand it? She might not understand it as a person that went through it, mm-hmm. right? But she understands it enough to follow my path and help me on my path. Okay, I, right. I can respect she that. might not I understand me that. enough to to really know, mm-hmm. bro. She, brother, Kev, she doesn't know what it's like not to have a mother and father on drugs, right? So when I when I when I talk about my pain, mm-hmm. it's different than because you had a mother, right. even though her mother abandoned her mm-hmm. when she got pregnant, mm-hmm. she kicked her out the house and all that stuff, mm-hmm. blah blah. blah. But you had a mother though, yeah. even for that short period of time. Mm-hmm. I never had that. I see what you're so how can I, I tell her all the time? So it's hard. I tell this. Yeah. It's hard for you to hundred percent be on board with how I feel about my mother. Yeah. So you cuss your mother out, mm-hmm. but I want. And, and, but she helps you. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm always telling you, watch how you talk to your mother. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And you're looking at me like, but I'm coming from a perspective where I didn't have a mother to right. talk to like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And so whatever no, my no. mother, whatever my mother did for me. Mm-hmm. I would like, oh my God, I would be so, I wouldn't even talk to her that way because yeah. I know I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. You're so comfortable a little bit. You had a mom. Yeah. So even though you agree with me, even yeah. though you still don't understand yeah. 100% where I'm coming from, because mm-hmm. if you did, you wouldn't sometimes react that way or think that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect her to understand me 100% my struggle. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I expect her to know that you have to, you will be, you have to, Respect this and 
help this or we can't grow. Right. She knows that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wish more of our own brothers did that with their own black woman at home or their own. Their own people won't even say that to their own. To their own. That's true. Because it could be the same thing. They might not agree and there might be some friction. You know what I'm saying? So. And I look at it, and the reason I say God's cold brothers because I don't find it in the Bible or any scriptures in the where I where I'm supposed to not love a person just because they're color. See what I'm saying? I, I can't find anything. So even when I study Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for, is it Farah Muhammad, mm-hmm. Elijah Muhammad's teacher? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he Caucasian? I think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the pillar of the Muslim movement in America, right? Mm-hmm. That, that they that they worship mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. he had a a black dad or and a white mom mm-hmm. right and I remember what they they defend him you know how they say when they defend him when people say oh about you don't let whites in the movement boom, 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 at that time mm-hmm. they say that happened mm-hmm. so he can infiltrate mm-hmm. because at that time you couldn't even get the Muslim couldn't even be taught in America yeah. If you looked like us. Right, right. So the only reason it was even to be brought to America mm-hmm. is if he looked like them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So people, I think, brother, if you, if you, if I hinder you yeah. and say you can't be effective with these kids because all these kids in this classroom right. come from a broken home. Yeah. You don't come from a broken home. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you over here. Because mm-hmm. even though I know you, 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 you come with that passion, you're going to change. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. But you can't. Connect with these people, right. so I got to put you over here. That's a good point. That 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 will be limiting you, yeah, and also limit them. That yeah, that's right? a good point. So I'm not going to hinder my progress or mm-hmm. what I need to do for my people, right? Because of I, I decided to fall in love with a white woman right. because I didn't wake up saying I'm going to be with a white woman. Right. I actually for the longest time forced myself to be with my own kind, Kev. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm I forced myself to be with a black woman. Mm-hmm. Even when I didn't want to because I felt like when I was in high school, like this is what I got to do. This yeah. is my people's. I'm my people's. I ain't with these white people. Yeah. But I realized that like I'm hindering myself, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm lying to myself, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm going to go with what my heart says. Yeah. And at the same time, keep my mission at hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, man. Like Jay-Z said it too. I can't, I can't, I can't help the poor if I stay poor. Yeah. I had to, I had to do certain things that other people might not agree with. Yeah. People don't agree with him right now with the NFL. Mm-hmm. They, oh, you shouldn't do with Kaepernick and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He had to do certain things to, to just even get Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. But people don't see that, Kevin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't put boundaries, put boundaries on things where, like, when I know, especially like who I love, because my love. It's not going to dictate my, my passion and my pride for my people. Mm-hmm. I know some people that might. Right. And some people deserve. Now, now, if you say, hey, Kurt, I respect that, but I still got to do more investigating before I completely roll with you. I'm going to say I, I, I respect that. And I want you to. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I want that. Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I what I'm saying? I, I want it. you. to. I, I want yeah. people to. Kurt, I thought you said but when you was home with that. Yeah. I want that yeah. because I want to stay on my toes, man. Because my, sure. my assignment is different than being it. who I'm married to. Yeah, and even my assignment is different to, than who my kids are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying my assignment is for who my God is and what yeah. I believe in. Absolutely, I believe in. I have to reach people, yeah. and the only way I can reach people in this white man's world mm-hmm. is not looking at it with a closed mind frame. Yeah, because I've seen Just Mercy get mm-hmm. who 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 helped that brother run his 
get his things together. A white woman. A yeah. white woman. Yeah. Brother, I don't care what they tell you. <laughs> we can't we can't function in their world by ourselves. Yeah, nah, that's we, true. We can we can try to build. This. That's true. That's so true. So when you when we build the schools true. and we get, I knew you were gonna go there. Who, ah. who do we have to go to? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there is yeah. no black man that's owning these banks, brother. Yeah, nah, that's true. I, I was like, damn, he's gonna breathe. He's a. And I'm I, saying I, there, there, there is no. Black, I'm sorry, <laughs> I gotta come with it. There is no black man yeah. that are running yeah. institutions right. that we can just go to him and get what we need and say, yeah. oh, we're gonna build. He gave us a hundred million dollar grant. We're gonna build this building because guess what? We're gonna have to go to some white man that owns something yeah. to get to get to where we need it's to true. be. So if we should, if we're strategic in that sense, yeah. we ain't gotta cancel out every white person, yeah. but we, and we ain't gotta hug and kiss every white person. Right. But we just gotta be smart, knowing in this world we live in, mm-hmm. it's not our world, brother. If it was yeah, our world, yeah. now nah, that'd be different. That'd be different. We right. wouldn't have to ask nobody because I hear people all the time. We're gonna build a school and we're gonna do this and do that. Brother, mm-hmm. none of them has done it without yeah. some type of signature of mm-hmm. someone from a different race. Yeah, you know it's what true. I mean. It's just we might not like it. We might not want to uh, uh, agree to it. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, now you got it. I mean, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? You got it. Yeah. So it's up to you, Kevin. It's up to me. Absolutely. To not allow who I marry or who I work with or who mm-hmm. I to to dictate what I'm going to do for my peoples. Mm-hmm. I'm going to die, Kevin, mm-hmm. fighting to make. Black fathers, that's because that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing black fathers back to the na- to the community. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing black fathers back to the household. Mm-hmm. They took black men and men in general, especially fathers, they took black men out the household mm-hmm. and they replaced it with, with child support yeah. and with, with husky and everything else they give us. Right. I'm, my purpose is to bring men, especially black fathers, back. Mm. That's going to save us and change everything yeah. because black men are the ones that, that God's put the authority on and say, go go change the world. Without question. Uh, I've, I've given other men this and they quit on me and they and they, and they use money and greed to change yeah. things. Yeah. It's you people that have been oppressed and that have been mistreated that are going to do my duty. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And before we get out of here, man, whew, I want to ask this final question to you before, because I really you know want to be respectful of your time. And I know we got to get to the word to the wise uh, segment uh, very, very soon. So I want to ask you this question. If you could just kind of just like give me your final thought on this. Okay. And then we can quickly get to the word to the wise segment. I really want to respect your time. Uh, So this final question I have for you um, and, you know, just give me your thoughts on it. Uh, This question is can and or will. All right. So can or so can and or will folks ever become accepting of interracial love slash marriages? And I don't mean a, I don't mean just black people. Right. I mean all races. Can and or will folks ever become accepting of interracial love slash marriages? I think that the that will have no choice, and people will eventually. We might not be around to see it, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We might. I tell you, we have to love them more than they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. These people have to die off. Mm-hmm. And and, and, and and some of their kids have to die off. The racist, the biggest, right? They have to. They have. Yeah. We have to because they're gonna. Keep yeah. teaching their crap to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's one reason why, too. I also kind of I respect interracial marriages mm-hmm. because I guarantee you, I got some people on my wife's side of the family yeah. that are racist. Yeah, right. Guarantee you. Yeah. So like if you have some people on my side, mm-hmm. did I tell you how my uncle told me? Mm-hmm. He said, if you bring a white girl home to my house, you better not. You, you I don't know you anymore. Mm-hmm. So my uncle said this to me now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you have, like you said, it's, it's, 
some it's unacceptable on both sides. Yeah. One of the one of the mentors that I have, mm-hmm. one of my mentors, you know what he said to me? He said interracial marriage to me is disgusting. <laughs> and the way he said it, brother, I, I could never yeah, laugh. Yeah, 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 he yeah, said yeah. it. I, that's your cup of tea, but to me, it's disgusting. <laughs> but you and it, but he has one of his kid, grandkids interracial. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And I think it goes back to what, what what you said in regards to the Bible. God never said anything within the Bible that speaks upon, you know, um, two people building a bond in a union, uh, despising or loathing aside and, and, and not coming together in union. And in no way does the, the, the Bible write a book of love talk about, you know, discriminating and oppressing another's group because of love. Like love is love no matter what. And if you find it or tell me or if one of my mentors finds it to me, I might change my mind. Right, 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 right. right. I might change because I'm, I'm not a person that's stuck into my way of thinking. Yeah. When I meet a good brother like yourself or someone else, yeah. my, I'm allowed, I'm able, my mind yeah. can change. Yeah. I've allowed things to come into my brain where I can expand my thought process. Yeah. So if I find it in the somewhere a good word where it says that, yeah. I'm gonna be, oh shoot, I was thinking wrong. Right, right. And I haven't right. found it since, and I've been I studying a lot yeah. for years, for 16, 17, 18 years. I've been yeah. studying it because yeah. this is the way I've been able to build who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So excellent, man. I'm moving my chair over here because you know the heat, man. Oh, okay, um, yeah. gotcha. So if you don't um, so mind, the, we're going to. Oh, you, you did, I, is that, did I answer yeah. that question for you, brother? Good. Okay, because yeah, cool. sometimes I get in my little tangents nah, man, and I get so passionate yeah. what you ask me, and I, I forget that you even a certain question that nah, you asked. Nah, that's cool. Me. Nah, that's okay. good. That's good, man. You're good. Um, so the next thing um, I wanted to move on to, uh, wise community out there, is our you know our word to the wise segment. So I hope you've been thinking about a word. If you haven't, you can I start thinking now. Um, so. As you already know, word to the wise. Uh, so I'm going to start off first because we always allow our guests to finish off last. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, so my word to the wise today in regards to today's episode. Um, man, uh, I'm trying to think of one right now. I should have been thinking about it. <laughs> but um, I think my word to the wise is understanding. Mm. Mm. The reason why I choose the word understanding is because I feel as if in order, like you said, for racism to stop, if that ever is the case, Mm. in order for us to stop discriminating each other. And even going back to the first segment of the conversation in regards to, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was, what was it? Uh, A case of injustice. Mm. There needs to be understanding on both sides. There needs to be understanding of what black people are going through. There needs to be understanding of what white people are going through. There needs to be an understanding of why this black man or black woman might date or marry this white man or white woman and vice versa. Mm. There needs to be a form of understanding to see the two sides and to see and understand and unpack as to why things are the way they are. Mm. Whether we're talking about the criminal justice system or we're talking about... um, you know, uh, the people living in squalor and being impoverished mm-hmm. because of their situations, you know, um, uh, black and white love in general. Maybe there's a maybe that person, you know, love them in a way they've never been loved before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, I can't speak to that personally, right. but I, I, you know, even when talking to you and us having that conversation initially in the car when we first met each other mm-hmm. at work, it led me to say, you know what? This man is coming from a different perspective. And don't forget, too, he's biracial as well. So mm-hmm. he's seeing love from a different perspective and a different side that you haven't, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. you've only seen it one way your mm-hmm. whole entire life, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, I thought it was important to have you on to talk about it. You I know? appreciate it, too. For sure, yeah, for I'm sure. A, I, wanted, I wanted to come in and talk to you because I felt this was important, too, and I felt like... Not enough people are willing to ask these type of questions and Absolutely. have these type of conversations right. and, and let it be out there in the public because 
it shouldn't be taboo. It shouldn't be frowned upon. We should be able to have adult conversations and and, and let our all of our opinions be different and we respect it. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So that's my word to the wise community out there, okay? My word is understanding. Uh, Kurt, what's your word to the wise today? To, the, to this beautiful wise community out here, my word is resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that word in my head actually when I first... When I, when we first was talking about this whole subject. Right. Um, especially, and it, it keys together with the, the movie we saw, Just Mercy. Yeah. Resilience. We have to be resilient as people. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to be wrong. We're going to fail. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make errors. Mm-hmm. We have to bounce back. Yeah. We have to understand that our, our mistake isn't who we are. Mm-hmm. Our situation currently isn't who we are. Right. We have to learn how to bounce back. We have yeah. to learn how to, excuse me, we have to learn how to say, take someone's no and yeah. be able to be okay with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand. We can't be so fragile and so sensitive that we can't bounce back when we lose a job. Right. Or we can't bounce mm-hmm. back when we lose a friendship. Mm-hmm. We can't bounce back Woo! when we lose a parent. Preach, bro. We Preach. have to b- bounce back. Preach. Because that's who I respect. Right. When I look when I look around the world, all the men that I've even the men that you tell me about, mm-hmm. they bounce back. Yeah. They had they went to jail for something. Yeah. They 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 lost something. Yeah. They bounce back. Yeah. And that's how racism will right. end. Right. Us continuing to be resilient. They've tried to kill us for hundreds of years, brother. Mm-hmm. And we still here. We absolutely. bounce back. We resilient. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. I I, I agree with you a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um. Wow. Uh, first and foremost, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. I really, really, really appreciate it. Was it was my pleasure. My um, pleasure. I'm hoping I didn't bore your audience too much, and I'm hoping I can one day come back on and and continue our growth and talk about other subject matters that are important to our community. Man. No, absolutely. This was. This was um, great moments. First time I've ever been on a podcast. So oh, cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> for sure, yeah, for cool, sure. Man. Definitely, definitely. Um, now, uh, Wise Community, you know that when we bring people onto this podcast, we bring great people that can bring enlightening perspectives. Whether you agree with them or not, you know, but people who will, you know, perpetuate your thinking to make you see the world as you thought it was and to kind of, you know, challenge you to redefine your whole entire perspective and look at it. Yeah, um, so, Kurt, before I let you go, could you please be sure because uh, you know people out there in the wise community they want to connect with all our guests they want to ask them questions they want to speak further to them in regards to the matters that we're talking about yes, could you please be sure to share maybe you know your social media accounts or your or your email or anywhere the wise community can reach out to you yes, once they hear this episode uh, Curtis Slaughter 82 at gmail.com you can email me anytime and, and, and we can communicate and I'm not too keen to giving out social media mm-hmm. uh, stuff because I'm not big on social media anyways and mm-hmm. I, a lot of my kids stuff is there. Cool. So, but if I, I'm, and I'm also not big in even, I don't talk to everybody. Right. Because, right, right. you know, you know, you got to keep your, you got to keep your character guarded. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> so, and this is why I'm great. To, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And, but yes, my email is there. You can email me anytime. Mm-hmm. I love to communicate though. I, I love to talk to good people. For sure. I love to share my experiences and share my world with good people. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm, I'm hoping I hear from people and I can, and I can give them some stuff back and we can always talk and keep building on this community of, of knowledge and of talking of men and women being able to talk and, and, and get our feelings out and change the world, man. Without a doubt, change man. Change the world without violence, man. Without, you know, killing people. Without a doubt, yeah. brother. Without a doubt. So before we let you go, man, uh, just stay right here for a yep. quick second. Yep. I have something to give you. All right. All right. <laughs>
It's a beautiful, beautiful podcast. Beautiful time, man. Nah, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. So, you know, last time when um, Vitelli and Carl was here, you know, I you know I thanked them for coming on, and I was not expecting for you to give me coffee, man, this early in the morning, but I appreciate it because it got me ready for the day, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to present you oh, with my book. Um, I signed it and everything, man, that's yours. This is from that, you. That's a gift. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that's, that's, this is yeah, beautiful. That's my poetry collection, Life Goes Concrete. This is beautiful, man. But um, that, that's my, my thank you. That's my, my thank man. you for coming on to the oh, show. Man. Um, thank you, Kurt. I really, really appreciate oh, you. Man. That's yours. That's your man. gift, man. Appreciate you, my brother. Brother, man, I yeah. can't stop smiling. If, I had, if the camera was on us right now, they would see my, my, my ear-to-ear grin, man. Right, right, right. I love right. stuff like this. This is beautiful, man. I'll definitely get on this ASAP. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey man, I appreciate you giving me the time to talk to you. No, man. we and, thank and, you, and I, and then the community for let, for listening to me as well. Without a doubt, and I will be talking to you guys soon. Yeah. Me and Kev, we, we talk. I bother Kev every day. <laughs> I text him every day, every night. <laughs> I send him stuff. Yeah, man. Like I can't. He can't get rid of me this fast. So, yeah, man. black upliftment. Yeah, that's that's it. We that's empower it. each other. We're gonna change the world, man. Little Without by a little, doubt. Without a doubt. It, so. And and again, shout out to my boy Mark. Um, shout out Mark, co-host Mark. Couldn't be here Hope today. To meet you soon, brother. But, uh, I know he's gonna listen to this episode, and he's gonna get up with Kurt one day, and you know. You know, pick um, my brain as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you think I'm bad, man? Mark, Mark will come at you with the question. I love man. it. So I he'll, love he'll it. be more. I love it. You know, he's cerebral <laughs> with it. He's like a Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, shout out to you, Mark. Um, you know, can't wait to email me, Mark. Email me for sure. So introduce myself to you, brother. For sure, for sure. Uh, can't wait to get him back on next week's episode. So that's our show for this week. All right, you can find us online. All right, um, at flowered concrete, uh, flowered Slash the wise guys, all right. Floweredconcrete.net um, backslash the wise guys. Also, 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 find us streaming right now on all platforms. If you haven't checked us out yet, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, let's see, YouTube. I'm thinking if I uh, Breaker, uh, Castbox, uh, and many, 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 many more other podcasts as well. And Anchor. Shout out to our distributed Anchor as well. Okay. And let's see, is there anything else that I'm missing? I think I got everything covered. Next week's episode, all right, next week's episode, episode 21, 21 will feature my boy, man, a real, real cool guy who I've known all the way back from my time at Queensboro. Uh, next week's episode, episode 21, it's called This is America. It's going to be a really, really, really good one. And I can't wait for all of you out there in the wise community to tune in. So as I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is your boy, Kevin Unglad, and we are joined by our very special guests, Curtis Sincere, and we are the Wise Guys Podcast. Peace. We'll see you next week. And if Mark was here, y'all already know what he'd say. Stay wise. <laughs>